Hey you, Nina here. This episode ties in with our last episode on building a practice of saying no by inviting you to play with actively saying no this week. Trigger warning now, it is going to share a narrative of sexual assault, in particular, mine. So if you are not ready to play with that, that's okay. Put it where it needs to go for now so that you're safe and can move on with your day, and I'll see you in the next episode. However, if you are ready to play with this today and you are ready to journey with me, then I want to know, are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's go ahead and take a breath. I genuinely hope that you took advantage of that breath. And if you didn't, you just go ahead and give yourself the opportunity to do that now. Let your body settle and let's dive in. I hope that based on our last episode, as this is sort of like a spin-off of that one, this is like two of two on this, this saying no concept. I hope that you've been actively practicing over the last week saying no. And if you haven't, that's where I want you to start this week. I just want you to go back and listen to that. I want you to keep practicing with your stuffed animals, your friends, your partners, your colleagues. Practice with your dog, your cat. I mean, it, it does not matter who or what you are practicing with so long as you are flexing that muscle, okay? The key is to have a developing, growing, no narrative, right? Literally in quotes, a no narrative that feels safe in your body, folks, until it becomes, one more again, I'm going to say it, that muscle that you can flex, that you can actively use safely and effectively for yourself and for others. So, one of the responses that I got based off the last episode was a popular one in some circles, and it's this. Nina, what is the value in saying no if they're not going to listen? Well, you're the valuable thing. You are the valuable person. You're valuable, folks. You are the value. You are the reason why there's value in saying no, even if someone else doesn't listen. And I am going to expand on that. Let me tell you a story. And if you did not hear it in our teaser before the episode, trigger warning now, this is going to be a story about sexual assault, rape in particular. So if even in me saying this now, you, I want you to take a notice of what just happened in your body, in your thoughts, in your feelings. I want you to take a breath in and genuinely ask yourself, can I play with this today? right? You guys know that I keep it pretty lighthearted here and still manage to get very deep in on some things, but this is what we're playing with today. And so if you can't play with this today, I want to invite you to consider metaphorically putting it on the shelf 
or in a box, in another room, whatever that metaphor is for you at a safe distance. I want you to be aware of if you feel like putting it under the carpet or in the closet is what you'd rather do because that builds fear. And as y'all know, if you've been listening to me or if you know me personally, especially if you're one of my clients, I am constantly saying, don't put it under the carpet. Don't put it in the closet. I want you to empower yourself to put it where it needs to be so that it is a safe, effective distance away from you. And if that is not you and you say, no, Nina, I'm ready to play. Let's do this thing. Then I invite you to sit tight and listen. Once upon a time, I was in undergrad. This is a personal story, so I will also say at this point, uh, if you're a client of mine, uh, I'm about to disclose stuff. So uh, we're keeping it very real uh, on this podcast. Super transparent. Here goes. I was an undergrad, and I was uh, dating a guy. Unhealthy relationship. Uh, marked by things I had not experienced as far as physical abuse went. Things like he would bite me at one point. Um, he choked me at one point. And it was stuff that happened so quickly, so quickly, even though it was painful, it was quickly that my brain sort of went, oh, but that, that wasn't, it's not like he would like actually ever hurt me, even though he was hurting me. And so this episode is not going to be about talking about the nuances of toxic relationships or interpartner violence um, or or trauma or relational trauma or even PTSD, with which at the time I definitely had. Um, but there were these flags, right? And so never at any of the points in this did I, it ever occur to me that he could potentially rape me. That was not a thought. <laughs> If that had been a thought in the check boxes of life with this relationship, if I'd said, wow, this is checking that potential box, I would have walked away from the relationship. It was not something I thought was possible. And so the first time that he attempted it, I was, uh, we were in his room and we were playing around joking. Um, and all of a sudden he grabbed me and put me on the bed and I said, stop. And I was like, laughing at this point because we were playing. But then he held me down and I lost my smile and my laugh because it hurt. And I said, stop, you're hurting me. And he kept laughing and he pulled my hands over my head and held me down, my wrists down with one of his hands. He was very strong. One of his hands, he held my wrists and... Uh, I kept saying, stop it. And I was dead serious. Stop it. I said, this is not funny. I don't want to do this. Stop it. And he, I will never forget it. He just kept grinning at me as his other hand went to unbuckle his pants and unbuckle mine. And it was, for me, it was the sick grin on his face. And I was very clearly saying, no, I had practiced no. I was expressing no no, stop. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. And I remember that was the last thing I said before my head went to the next piece of he is going to keep moving forward. You don't want this to happen. How, how, what is your next tactic? And what I remember what saved me in that moment is that I could hear the TV from the living room. And I remembered there were people in the house. And I said, 
very clearly, as my other lines had been, if you don't stop, I will scream. And he paused and he looked at me and he said, seriously, with this like disgust on his face. And he got off me and he let go of my wrists and I grabbed my things up and composed myself and I left immediately. I remember passing them walking. I remember exactly who they are. Um, And at that moment, I have never spoken to them, but for me, they were, you know, looking back on it, they were like angels for me. Uh, They saved me from a moment that I could not save myself from. Um, And I guess in some cases, actually, in being able to recognize they were there, maybe that's exactly what I did. I saved myself from that moment. I had the opportunity to. Unfortunately, let's all take a breath in here. Later on in this relationship, I had come to realize it was quite toxic and I wanted to get out. And I remember going over there to grab things and saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to leave. I don't want to be with you. And he grabbed my shoulders and my arms and I remembered crying and I remembered moving my right arm up and my left arm up trying to push him away um, and push him away. And I kept moving them because he kept grabbing me and pulling me toward him. And he was saying, come on, just one more time. Come on. And I kept saying, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want this. I don't want to be with you. And I could feel his grip on me tighten. And I realized right deep in my like reptilian brain, he's going to hurt me. If I, if I can't get out of here, he's going to hurt me. This is dangerous. And the last thing out of his mouth was just one more time, like just one more time before we never see each other again. And I remember trying to pull away as his grip was tightening. And I remember thinking in that moment, the same thing that had happened previously, my mind reached out to who else was in the house And I realized I was alone and that it wouldn't matter if I screamed and it wouldn't matter if I fought that in fact, that could be more dangerous for me knowing that he could be violent and aggressive. It could be more dangerous for me to fight or scream. And so my threat response, when you have fight, flight, freeze, submit or attach my threat response was freeze and then right i was fighting at first then i froze for a quick moment and then i submitted in no uncertain terms this is rape folks i did not want this i wanted to leave and knew he would hurt me he was already hurting me and when he was done I will never forget what he said. As I was crying, I had cried through the whole thing and I lay there crying and I tried to get up to get my things and leave. And he reached over and pulled me closer and he said, there, now that's done. Now we can just keep going like we were. And folks, the devastation I felt was not 
wholly because of what had just happened, but because even after what had just happened, he lied. It wasn't true. I was still not able to get away, even after submitting. I I felt caged, right? So take another breath in here and realize where you're at, right? For me, I'm sitting on a leather couch. It's very comfortable. I have warm lighting. I'm in my safe house. I want you to take a moment and check in with yourself. What makes your environment safe and comfortable? What are you feeling beneath your seat or behind your back? If you're standing or walking, how is your gait, right? Are you moving quickly or slowly? What's the ground like beneath your feet? Just take another breath in. Some of you may be wondering, why are we tying this in to being able to say no? Here's why, folks. When I think back on this memory, where it is in my body, how I feel about it, this is a part of my history. I never got PTSD from this. I was very clear that I had said no for myself very clear that I had claimed my truth and that my truth had been violated, period. I did not go on to question myself as many of us do in situations, any situation where we wanted to say no, but could not or did not. And I want to be very clear again, there are some times where no is not a safe option and we need to honor that. Knowing that no is what we're saying to ourselves and knowing that it was enough that I knew it, I had been able to say it, but again, when I look back on this moment and even in sharing it now, I did everything I could to claim my truth in that moment. And it was no. This parallels the ability to say no and have comfort in it, even if the situation and circumstance around you does not go according to plan, even if it ends up hurting you, knowing that you are able to say no and that you wanted to and that was your intention and that you could have that space, knowing that you are able to say that is incredibly valuable for you, regardless of what happens. I would want this for you. And I want to ask you, Do you want to be able to claim your own truth? Because at the end of the day, I want you to. I want to be able to claim my truth. I want you to be able to claim your truth no matter who you are, where you are, or what you've been through. In this moment, I'm reminded of the words of the author Shaka Senghor. You can't fix the things that you're unwilling to acknowledge. So when you have these little moments where you want to say no and you don't, don't put those under the carpet or in the closet. Start 
taking the time after that to rehearse how could I have said no? What could I have done differently in order to honor my truth in that moment? And then the next time something like that happens, I want you to put that into action. Flexing the muscle with the small things is going to help you be able to flex it with the bigger things. The things that aren't always in your control. The things of life. When it hands you one of them curveballs, folks. And it will hand you curveballs. We're nearing the end of the episode and I'm wondering, what is your takeaway? What are you sitting with? For me, I'm sitting with the reality that, you know, and, and the gratitude, if I'm honest, the reality and the gratitude that this is my truth. This is a part of my history. It does not cause dysfunction in my life. It doesn't. And when we think about the difference between trauma and PTSD, uh, this is a past trauma. It is not present trauma for me. And I did not ever get PTSD from this. If you're interested in learning more about that, I want you to head to Google or do some research. But if you are someone struggling with one of these experiences, I want you to find a therapist. I want to invite you to find a therapist, to find a confidant, to find someone to talk about so that you can flex this muscle of confidently being able to own your truth and say no. Whether it's to, no, I don't want the cookies, I want the crackers, or no, I don't want to have sex with you and I'm okay with leaving. I don't want us to keep putting things under the carpet or in the closet. I want us to start noticing, acknowledging, and being intentional about how we want to live in this world, how we want to empower ourselves, and how we want to empower others. So let me know what you're playing with by heading online and going to houstoncreativeartstherapy.com slash triggered, especially if you are someone looking to submit your own moment for an upcoming episode, you can do it with your name or you can do it anonymously folks, but let's spend some time together and let's talk about these triggers. Let's talk about the things that we are putting under the carpet or hiding in the closet or the attic or the basement and so on and so forth. And now, for those of you who enjoy a bit of self-exploration, I'll leave you with a question for this upcoming week. Last week really focused on how can I start practicing saying no, but this week I want you to focus on how can I start actively engaging in saying no when I want to say no, and for bonus points, yes, when I want to say yes. Some of us may be practicing saying no for a while. That's okay. That's where you're at. Let's honor where you're at. And when you're ready to start actively engaging in saying no, start with the safe spaces. Start with the lower risk stuff so that you are, say it with me, flexing that muscle. You got to practice flexing the muscle before you can really be confident flexing that muscle. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you so much for being with me today, especially as I share some personal stuff. Otherwise, 
that's what we planned for today. So thank you for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human. And if this has been helpful and you'd like to support Triggered Can We Play With That?, please feel free to leave a message and or review and rating on iTunes as it actually helps people find us when you do. Otherwise, stay curious.